the soft side of crazy. I'm your host, Lauren. I am joined with my beautiful friend, Rochelle. Hi. Thanks. This is a podcast where we talk about, but are not limited to, books, booze, and boys. So let's hop into today's episode, Crazies. We are on episode two, part two. Um, so hopefully you listened to part one first. If you didn't, go back and check it out. I have a summary of um, Deb Coletti, the author, and a summary of of the book, uh, Heart in a Body in the World. Good job. Thank you. It is like, it's so much. It's a hard title. It is, it's a yeah. Title. So go back and listen to that, and um, you'll be ready for today's episode. Today, Rochelle and I are drinking sparkling cider. We kind of have a theme. We've been doing a lot of sparkling things. Like, I think we just like think we're like the richest people in the world. Like, try and be extra. Yeah, we're being real like bougie. I think you also know that I don't like like red wine right. or like dark stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, I would say if yeah. you're if you're listening to this episode, a good pairing for this would be a, a nice red wine because in the in the book, the grandfather mm-hmm. is Italian, and he drinks mm-hmm. red wine with, like, all of the dinners that he makes. <gasps> Speaking of just, Italian, oh, my gosh. You just made us pasta. I just made homemade <laughs> pasta. Just like her grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> just like her grandpa would have done. Yeah, no, I don't think he made anything, my grandpa. But the but the character's grandpa, for sure, he was making mm-hmm. lots of lots of Italian dishes. And yeah, pasta was good. Thank you. You're welcome. I yeah, I had I had some help, so I was glad that it came together. But um, but yeah, I bought a pasta maker. It's super exciting, and it's really good. Like I I can't wait to make ravioli. <laughs> There's all these contraptions and I'm fettuccine. So glad you love it. I'll benefit. I'm yeah. I'm super excited to to keep mm-hmm. making it because I feel like I don't know. Like the pasta was was good, but like the noodles also reminded me of like ramen. The ones that you just made. Yeah. I just think that they weren't like because they were like but did you, did you did you feel like they tasted like ramen a little no okay all right Mm-mm. well good we're good so anyway we are drinking sparkling sh- cider and mm-hmm. um this stuff is way better than the last stuff we had the last stuff you could pick up at your local grocer it was <laughs> a barefoot sparkling wine this is from door county <gasps> it feels from the north yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's from door county we went to this cool little place my aunt and i and you can try like it's like a like a cider place, and you can try um, flights of ciders. Ooh! Yeah, so I bought. That's cool. I bought their. This is like their um, their aged cider. They're so fancy. Yeah. Do you know I've been to Door County now? I think four times, and I've never purchased. Really? No, not even like a wine. Mm-mm. I don't think their. I think their wines are like piss like I don't think they're don't wa- think they're good no the wines are awful I think but the mm. but the cider was really good and it was like this cute little place and you can see what they're you know you can see that they're making the mm-hmm. cider in the back and stuff like that so I thought the cider was good but I their wine is like way too sweet there I'd probably like it yeah you probably would mm-hmm. they do like some tastings that we I went to this one place and they do some tastings for like five bucks and you can taste like Six different wines or something like that for five bucks. That's a deal. Yeah. So you should you should go Someday. you should do a tasting just to see if you would, would want like to buy. Type. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean it is like a novelty thing, like a thing to do while you're there. Yeah, I just have never done it. Yeah. I've only been to Door County once. With 
Just once? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. I love it. I'm planning a winter trip by myself. You can come with me. Ooh. I know. That sounds fun. <laughs> Spend a nice weekend in the <laughs> snowy north. <laughs> Maybe it'll snow us in and mm-hmm. we'll have to watch Christmas movies by lovely. fire. I'm, I would love that. Yeah. I, I mean, it sounds nice with some like hot cocoa mm-hmm. and some like rum in the hot cocoa or... That sounds lovely. <laughs> then drink hot toddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what it would be like in the winter. Have you been there in the winter before? Mm-mm. But a lot of people do go in, like, January and February, yeah. and they say it's really beautiful. <gasps> Snowshoeing. You want to do that this year? That's, like, my, my plan, yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm in. Yeah. Unless you want to go by yourself, then you should go by yourself. No, I mean, I have to say that I want to go by myself, and then it would probably be horrible, and I would just sleep. <laughs> I could do that at I slept eight hours <laughs> in this hotel that I paid $150 for. <laughs> I just done it at home. Anyways. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, we digress. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, this episode we were going to kind of jump into the Me Too movement and talk about Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Mm-hmm. So um, let's get started. Let's dive right in. So this book doesn't necessarily um, deal with Me Too movement in the sense that there is a sexual assault. Right. Um, so in that sense, it, it's not necessarily, it's not about that. But we did kind of want to talk about the Me Too movement because uh, we thought it made a good connection to a woman kind of using her voice to um, talk about the injustice injustices that she may have experienced brought on by I mean it happens to be a man in this book the injustice was brought on by a man so um yeah I don't want to like give away what happened obviously but it's not a sexual assault um but she takes up that that the running that we mentioned in part one of this episode um as like a coping mechanism to deal with the trauma that she's experienced Mm -hmm. and in doing so she kind of starts to there's like a wave of followers that she encounters garners attention yeah yeah and she kind of gets supporters Mm -hmm. and things like that so it kind of as i read it reminded me of the me too movement where um women were using their voices to talk about um the crimes against women that have been happening in you know, many fields, but specifically, I think Hollywood started it, right? Yeah, I think that people that are in the spotlight kind of were the catalyst, or people that had been assaulted by people in the spotlight anyways, were like the catalyst. Right. Like the Me Too movement. Yeah. Um, But I think it's also like, like you said, the Me Too movement is more so, I think, the overarching theme is about women finding their own voices. And being like confident in, in using them, and I think that she goes through a journey of that in the book, mm-hmm. um, where she learns not to be sidelined, right? Yeah, and not to have. I mean, the what what happens to the book? Obviously, even though it wasn't a sexual assault, it still like takes a lot from her. Sure. Yeah. 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 So I'm sure she felt. It alludes to that she felt very like victimized. Yeah, I mean she was. I mean, yeah, she, she was a. Yeah, she was a victim for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just about someone finding her own voice. I think she also mentions in the book that 
Um, she would quiet herself or make herself seem less than. Yeah. To, like, make others feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you want to park there, but I know that I'm sure a lot of people have, lots of women have experienced that. And men too. Yeah. 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 I think let's park there and start talking about manic pixie dream girl. I have, <laughs> I've never, obviously I've never, I've never heard this term. Like, when you introduced it to me, you know, outside of the podcast, obviously, and we talked about it, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man. And, I mean, the idea of it is, like, jarring. I feel like no. it, it puts an, it puts a name to, I think, like, what happens a lot to women in, yeah. like, entertainment or even, just, or even yeah. like, literary works and things like that. Yeah. I'm sure you could list, I could probably list more movies. I'm sure you could probably list more literary works. Um, but I think anything before, like, 1990, probably, like, <laughs> you'd be like, yep. <laughs> is there a woman in that movie or book? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I know, true. it's so sad. So, Manic Pixie Dream Girl, I'm very much so summarizing because we have not, we have not prepared <laughs> for part two. <laughs> to be fair, you had it in your, like, in your book. I had at, part, at, at part one. Yeah, we just didn't have time. Yeah, we didn't have time. Long. It was too much. And then it was a month later because it was <laughs> the end of summer and we were both too busy. Yeah. Um, but Manic Pixie Dream Girl is basically a character in either a book or a movie that exists solely to further the plot line of the main character who, in this particular example, is always a, a boy. A, a male. Man. Mm-hmm, a male. So, um, examples would include Elizabeth Town. Um, mm. I think we said 500 Days of Summer. Yes, right? 500 Days of Summer. Even yeah. though 500 Days of Summer, it's a little bit more debatable, but yes, right. 100%. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind mm. is often used. I don't disagree. I don't agree with that one because I think that she's a very interesting character sure Kate Winslet's character I don't remember the name but um anyways and I mean all the 90s movies so like, yeah she's all that do you remember oh that my one? gosh <laughs> I love that movie I know I know oh, yeah this is gonna I mean it's gonna know, it's, it's gonna, gonna shatter, shatter <laughs> people's like worlds here yeah yeah <laughs> um so all of those movies I'm trying to think like um just can't wait with Jennifer Love Yeah, Hewitt. yeah. Um, American Pie, I mean, maybe. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. There's at least one, is it Tara Reid's character maybe in American Pie? For sure the foreign exchange student yeah. in American Pie. There was one, I think um, Mia, Mia's the, I don't remember. There's one girl, boyfriend-girlfriend relationship that's like healthy in that, but that there's only like one. Okay. Um, Yeah, so any, any 90s. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And like, it's interesting that it's been like given a name, like because it's because it's so like so, so yeah, it's so frequent. <laughs> like it happens so frequently that they're like, we need to name this phenomenon. Like yeah, and she's the reason why they call it manic pixie dream girl. Not to get like too far into just like the the word is that she's always a lot of times she has short hair. She's different ah, than other girls. Okay, I was wondering where the name came from. Yeah, okay. so like a pixie. Sure, like cut. a cut. 
Yeah, yeah. she's oftentimes, like, small and, like, different than other girls. She's unique. Um, she has, like, something kind of weird mentally going on. Silver Linings Playbook is another kind of example, even though I love that movie, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. It's another example of a girl that's different, kind of messed up. Right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what do we really know about her? I know. All I can think about <laughs> as you're explaining is she's all that. Like, that is, like, that's such a that's such a big one. Because here you are, like, like she's, like... What what is her what's her name the actress's Rachel, name? Rachel like yeah Rachel Lee Cook yeah. yeah and um she is like on the poster right it's like big and it's like she's all that so you're like oh this is like woman empowerment and then she just gets a makeup yeah she just gets a makeup <laughs> like she takes off her fucking glasses like oh big deal I know and yeah it's like he can become a better person it's not yes like she was a cool geeky girl. Right. An artsy, individualistic, all on her own. Yeah. And she comes into the picture, and she's the main character of the story, just so that Freddie Prince Jr. Right. can become a better person. Ugh. There's no development for her, because she was already a, an awesome person to be in with. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. It's very upsetting. <laughs> it is upsetting. I know. Like... Like, that's what we were raised on. It is. Yeah, yeah. Because you look, like, that. that's, that's like, yeah. that's, like, the whole reason I'm in therapy, I feel like. That was my whole first, like, reason for getting married. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my whole first marriage. <laughs> you can laugh now. <laughs> yeah. That, no, that's, like, my whole reason, I feel like, for going into therapy. Because you want, like, this whole, I mean... The idea of like your your knight in shining armor. Oh, the I, yeah, <laughs> this is like it's it's like I know. Yeah, it is like it like it's like the reason I feel like I am who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I saw she saw that, and I was like, this is this is what life is supposed to be like. Nobody's just come to give me a makeover yet. Like I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm, just I'm ready. I've got I've got the song playing. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like Freddie Prince Jr. is right around the yeah. corner when I get a makeover I can guarantee it <laughs> I know it might not be I mean I definitely think it is still applicable today but I think in our age range it's definitely applicable yeah for um, sure because we were kind of like on the cusp where it was half you know it wasn't our parents generation where <clears throat> you're expected to completely rely on men right you know, like, hopefully you can catch a husband. You better have pop out some babies. And then right. you'll be, like, financially secure. That might even be, like, our grandparents. But I feel like we were growing up in the generation of, you know, you can do whatever you want, but you're st- and also we're from the Midwest. Right, yeah. Um, But you still have to look party, and you still have to watch what you say, mm-hmm. because you, do, you are still expected to get married. Right, yeah. And have children. So, like, the expectation is still there. You can use your voice, but just not too much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or For sure. just enough to be considered, like, maybe feisty, but not, like, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when, yeah, when I was thinking about this idea, too, like, I thought about, like, women in, like, the workplace. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I, I can't say that I've necessarily experienced – well, I mean, I guess I, I guess I have a little bit, but um, – like, I feel like at my first job, there was this um, kind of manager there who basically was, like, thought he was, like, top dog because he, you mm-hmm. know, was up higher in the ranks. And, mm-hmm. like, what you had to say 
didn't matter, mm-hmm. especially if you were a woman. And I guess at, at, you know, a different place of work, there's kind of like a boys club a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, but I immediately thought of like women in the in the workforce and like how many times they probably are looked over mm-hmm. because a man's supposed to do that job or um, a man can do it better. Mm-hmm. Or, or they're more deserving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how do we like, how do you stop it? <laughs> I think it, for me anyways, to that like kind of got kicked out of it. And I still struggle with that, right? Because right. I think the default is that... Like, my, like, I even catch myself in dating, like, certain guys. Mm -hmm. Like, I still want certain guys' approval on, like, my looks. Yeah. Or even more so than what I'm saying. Mm Mm-hmm. So then, it's always such a struggle, because then I feel like I go the other way, and if someone tells me I'm pretty, I'm just like, that's a wasted compliment. Oh, sure. don't compliment me on my looks. Yeah. That's stupid, or that's a waste, you know? Yeah. So I feel like it's really difficult to navigate who you are as this, like, complex person that doesn't rely on one or the other, but both. Right. I think that, or, like, both are valuable. You know, because t- someone tells you you're pretty, you're, like, they like your hair, that they shouldn't be, like, that's a horrible compliment. <laughs> you suck. Um, I think it's, like, a tough balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. It is difficult. I think, too, because you want to be, like, I, I think, too, because there's, like, a stigma of, like, how... Like you said, like how a woman should behave and how we should use our voice, but not too much, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, it's like you kind of want to be, I mean, I think both in relationships and, you know, the workforce, like I want to use my voice and be like assertive, Mm -hmm. but then I constantly have to be like, well, wait, am I being too assertive? Like, is my voice too loud right and I just don't think like men think about that at all no they I was actually just on a work trip and I was talking like passionately I wasn't yelling or like right at anyone I was having a conversation with someone um and I was just talking passionately like we were collaborating our voices were raised but we definitely weren't yelling and I was told by someone that I should keep it down what Mm -hmm. by a woman (gasps) woman. Mm mm-hmm and I, like, I did look at her, and I was like, why? Like, is what I'm, it must be the content of what I'm saying. Right. It's uncomfortable to you that I'm, like, asking questions and challenging thought processes. Yeah. 100% that's what it was. But yeah. instead of telling me that, she told me that I needed to be, to be quiet. Oh, mm-hmm. man. I know. So it's even, like, women being uncomfortable with women using their voices. Sure. I could see if I was yelling. But you better believe if. One of the, like, the guys in our company was saying the same thing. Nobody would have told right. them anything. Right. Because it wasn't a, like I was having an argument. Yeah. I was just collaborating with a peer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're using, the men are using their, like, Jedi forces to, like, get into our heads, mm-hmm. too. And now we're, and now we're doing it to each other. I know. Well, yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. that's my whole teen, teenage years. Yeah. <laughs> 
was like, I was not, no one was for other women. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that is super true. Like, I feel like the being, like, for other women was, yeah, I mean, like, in middle school, maybe, like, a little in high school, it got better, but, like, in middle school, we were not for each other. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, part of that is, like, your, your hormones and, like, right, and your brain development is just different, like, so your brain development is literally out just for you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, but that, but I feel like that skill of being for other women can totally be like instilled at an early age. Yeah, I, I can. It is now. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's. I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, it starts when we're so young, right? Like mm-hmm. we get into petty arguments against and pin ourselves against other women, and then we even let like what the man has to say kind of go into that. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. I know it's crazy and it you're right I'm sure it starts young and a lot of it is probably just like subconscious conditioning right and I don't know just gets worse and worse I think now that it's a lot better I do too um but I still see like we were just talking before this podcast about like toxic relationships I think that's a great example of it still being around you know yeah Um, in terms of how long somebody might stay with a partner that isn't treating them well. Right. Or, um, you know, just maybe even, I mean, because, like, emotional abuse, it's nobody's fault. But, you know, how susceptible are you are, you know, to that abuse, you know, like, has a lot to do with self-confidence and being able to stick up for yourself. Right. So, yeah, it's really, it's tough stuff. I know, it's tricky because I was just thinking, like, as you were talking... Like, is it, is it the idea, is it that we, that women have, that some women, I don't want to, you know, categorize, but like, is it the idea that like some women have low self-confidence that keeps them in a relationship where the man's voice is more prevalent or is it like literally, or is it like conditioning? You know what I mean? Like, is it, yeah, yeah. And I don't mean, like, I mean, I think that there are some relationships that, like, if that's what you've agreed upon, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, I think it's different when you've agreed upon that. Like, I would never agree upon that. Like, I would never go into a relationship and be, like, hey, your voices should be more heard than well, mine. Like, like the predominant voice. Yeah, but I do think, I do think that there are people out there that, like, practice that and they're, mm-hmm. they're fully aware of it. You know what I mean? Like, they're fully aware that their husband or their spouse or whatever is the more prominent voice in in the household or in the relationship or whatever. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but, like, that's definitely not for me. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, like, men that clearly, like, are just... The only voice. Yeah, the only voice. And, like, is it the woman that's... Is she suffering from low self-esteem that keeps her in that relationship? Or is it... Yeah, like, that she's just been conditioned for so long. Because even when, like, if you think about, like, on the playground, mm-hmm. right? Like, way back when, yeah. a, ki- a boy would, like, pull your hair, mm-hmm. and mom and dad would be like, oh, he just likes you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why, why then is he pulling my hair? Why right. Is he hurting me? We could just tell, like, <laughs> like, we could just tell boys to, like, not pull girl's hair. Right. That would be the solution. Yeah. And it, and if and if that's not the case cuz kids kids will be kids. Right. <laughs> wink wink. Like then you can tell you you know then tell your daughter to say, "Hey, right. It's not okay that you pull my hair." Yeah. And 
And, you know, like, I feel like sometimes I've just learned my voice in, in that regard a little bit, you know? Like, I feel like a few years ago in my, you know, two serious relationships, which we talked about in kind of like a little bit in the last podcast, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I definitely didn't have a voice in any of those relationships. And I was just kind of like sustaining like their trajectory, you know, and I was willing to like do kind of whatever to get them to where they felt like they wanted to Mm be. And then I, and then I got into my other, what, you know, semi-serious relationship like my adult relationship and I started to use my voice and it became uncomfortable for him yes I've been in a lot of (gasps) I just had like a Mm -hmm. ah moment yeah I've been in like dating after like I feel like I've become like not a maybe assertive like hey just heads up this is what I'm looking for this is what I want and if something isn't okay I'll say it's not okay sure relationship last well last time (laughs) (laughs) yeah like yeah what if like yeah maybe we're just we're just using our voice so much that like Mm -hmm. men are might not be Mm -hmm. like comfortable with it I mean I think there are men that are for sure like I think yes. there are men that are out mm-hmm. there who are like, hey, like, I want to know how you're feeling about this and, like, you know, tell me. Like, but, like, yeah. I, like, and I, and I, like, applaud all of those men out there that are doing that and listening to the woman and being, like, a stand-up guy. Yeah, just, like, that's just, like, being a good person. Right, you say it's right. Like being evolved, and that's still how I would describe some of the men that I met that are like, oh, you're not an asshole. Even though those people right. that aren't involved, like, I'm sure there's someone out there for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I would still describe them as involved, but that's just it. It just means that they're not assholes. Yeah. You know, like, that's all that that means. Yeah. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's such a, it's such, like, a concept that, like, I think is so... It's, like, I don't know, like, I don't know why it amazes me so much, because I feel like it's so, because it's so, like, normalized that, that idea, and we've seen it so many times played out in other things that, like, I don't know why I'm so, like, shocked by this, like, idea that women would be used as, like, pawns in a man's chess game, you know what I mean? Like, no shit, like, (laughs) duh, Lauren. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, but it is, like, super interesting, and it's interesting to see, like, what what authors and even, like, what movie, like, what storytellers would choose to tell Mm -hmm. that story, especially in today's age. Like, why are you, yeah, like, why are you even telling that story anymore? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the most troublesome. Yeah. Like, it's not the ones that used it in the past. Sure. I mean, that's unfortunate. Right. But it's the same thing as, like, looking at things that haven't aged well. Yeah. I mean, eh, yeah, that sucks, but I'm way more interested in what that author director screenwriter is doing currently right now that we like know about her yeah right? yeah and it's still very 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 surprising look at somebody like matt lauer who literally like sat mm-hmm. back reported on all of these people like weinstein and all the all of these people committing sexual assaults on these women and the like douchebag had a button where he could lock people into his room so you know what i mean like that is like that i mean and and then and then like somebody like I don't know somebody like him but I'm just saying like and then men have the audacity to be like don't use don't use your voice women don't speak too loudly know. you know what I mean and it's like well 
Okay, I, and there's not. That's not to say that like there aren't women who sexually abuse other women or other men because oh, yeah, that that statistic are. is there. That yeah. statistic is there, but it's so much fewer than yes. you know what we're talking about here. But yeah, it's so it, it is so amazing to me that people choose to tell that story, even though it doesn't empower mm-hmm. women. It doesn't empower the other sex of the world right like half more than half the people yeah oh do you think twilight is one of these mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's real bad <laughs> it is so okay it's it's like a literary disaster but but also like now it's like now i feel like i'm gonna get like political like do i like do i have to stop reading twilight do i have to stop no, watching the movies I don't think so. like am i supporting am i supporting this idea that like you know, women should, women are... I mean, you're not talking loudly about how much you love Twilight and how you think it's, like, a really great template for a healthy relationship. That's true. I did write a paper in college about how it's not a healthy template for a relationship. There you go. And I compared her, I compared Bella to, um, Lyra from The Golden Compass and how much better Lyra is than Bella. I would agree. So. Wholeheartedly. But, I mean, it's you kind of have to pick your battles, right? Like, I, thank you. I really love Taylor Swift, and sometimes she's very problematic. But I yeah. still, like, love her, you know? It's tough. I kind of feel like this, um, this political, like, climate, like, this, this particular party has made me, like, question a lot of, like, social issues and oh, what yeah. am I what am I willing to like stand up for and what am I willing to stay silent you know like yeah. and what am I staying silent about yeah and I mean it's a I think it's a good thing and it's a bad thing um because it really sometimes weighs on me like the like sometimes if I feel like I'm being too silent on an issue like it mm, it weighs heavily same. on my heart because mm-hmm. I don't want any group of people to feel like marginalized yeah yeah, yeah. And, and so it's a, it's a tricky, like, balance of, like. Like, how far should you take your social yeah. responsibility? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, like, that's a really good question. And that could be on, like, so many different levels, you know? I think the one thing that the Trump administration has done for a lot of people, like you said, is make them more socially aware, myself included. Mm-hmm. Which, in theory, is really good and very important. But you can be so hypersensitized to everything that you become, you take the whole issue on yourself and it becomes really, like, anxiety-inducing. Yeah. 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 So maybe just think of smaller ways. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, I feel like the first year of the Trump administration, I was just in constant anxiety over, like, literally over social issues that I had never even, like, probably gave a second thought to Mm -hmm. ever before in my life, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was like, yeah, it was like anxiety inducing. And I mean, I am thankful that I've grown, Mm -hmm. I feel, you know, socially as far as like, oh, yeah, like, I feel like I've grown. So I think that's good, but... But yeah, like, I mean, we still have a lot of growing to do. There are still people writing, writing manic, manic pixie dream girl books and movies. And I have a feeling that there are probably a ton of girls in my classes reading manic pixie dream girl Mm -hmm. type of books because I think they're so like fluffy and probably easy to write. 
Oh, yeah. And I still think, I mean, there's, the wants haven't changed, right? Like, every teenage girl still wants to fall in love. Yeah, for sure. Every I, teenage girl still wants to be rescued. Yeah, every yeah. Every teenage girl wants to believe that her soulmate is out there, that one person. Like, that, I think, is is not going to change I mean, I'm, I'm 30, and I still want that. So, yeah, yeah. So, I, and plus, like, puberty, right? So, like, right. That, that idea isn't going to change. I think the bigger question is how do you maintain your individuality I think that I don't think was instilled well in us as teenagers of when we were teenagers sure it was like yeah totally it's totally acceptable to lose your individuality because hopefully your high school sweetheart you will get married to him. yeah yeah you know, like ugh, god so I think it's more how are you expressing and maintaining your individuality while you seek out that yeah partner I also think it's important that if you're in a relationship to not only seek out your individuality, but like constantly evolve. Yeah. Right. Like I think like, and obviously like you, I feel like I would want to grow. I would want to evolve like together, like, you know, together. But I think like, um, I think it's important to always push yourself to becoming, to, to try to be like better and, gain new insights about yourself and I think that's how sometimes you maintain your individuality like Mm. the more I go to therapy and the more like I learn about myself and the more I change my like habits and the things that are like ingrained in me the more I feel like I I know who I am as a person Mm. you know and I think that's I think that's probably an important um thing to be doing as well yeah I think that's the most important thing like I think at 34 I'm just learning like what who I am as an individual yeah my own person mm-hmm. and I honestly like reflect and I think it's due in, in part if not mostly to you I did not spend my teenhood and early 20s figuring out who I was as an individual mm-hmm. I was figuring out who I could be to make whoever it was in that relationship like me more yep yeah I think I still I think I still like in some ways struggle with that like I don't necessarily think I I go to the extremes that I used to as far as like um changing like core parts of me yeah you know what I mean like I don't think I do that anymore I, I mean heaven forbid like if I do somebody needs to I'm trying to like, think, like, I don't think I've dated anyone, like, seriously. Yeah, like, like, I mean, but even, but even, like, even just, like, dating. Yeah, that's true, because I think once you get past, like, date four, then you're like, okay, well, what, you know, like, what is, are right. you looking for? What am I looking for? Right. Do they match up? That's true. That's true. So I think, like, even just, even just, like, dating, like, I feel like sometimes when I really like, like, when I really like somebody, I get to a point yeah, like, I'm like, okay, I really like this person, and I want to know more about them, and I want to see if, like, if we're going to right. fit together, and I have to be careful with that, because I think sometimes I'm like, okay, like, what is he like that I can get into? <laughs> or that I could, like, speak about, or, like, make yeah. sure he knows that I like this. Do I start playing soccer? Yeah. Because he played <laughs> soccer in high school? I'm not... <laughs> Do I watch a lot of games? <laughs> yeah. What are they? Games, matches, whatever. I think games. games. Yeah. yeah like, do yeah. I watch a lot of games this weekend to like gear Buff up? up yeah. Like. <laughs> I mean, like totally. they. Like I said, like thankfully, I think that like I I hold back on doing that a, 
I hold back on doing that way more than I used to do when, yeah. when I was younger. But I but I still like get that like because I've been so ingrained like to that do that. Urge. Yeah, I do. Like yeah. I still get that urge. Like I'll be like, oh, I really like this guy, and he likes this, and I better check it out. You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. no, just like be who yeah. you are, and if they don't like you, like then that's okay. okay. Yeah. But then my crushing like anxiety comes back and I'm like, but you're going to be alone to it forever. So, so give in a relationship. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, it's like a tricky balance, but yeah, I mean, we do have to, we do have to like, I think people like me have to be careful how they mm-hmm. date and like be sure Same. to guard their heart so that they're not being a manic pixie dream girl. I like I don't want to do that anymore. And I have, and I've done it. Like you've done it. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, that's when I got my first marriage <laughs> <laughs> and the relationship after my first marriage. Yeah. 100% was that. Yeah. The same thing. I mean, I like it. And I ended up catching that one before I right. got too serious. Like, right. Before like we moved in or anything, but it was going down that road for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it is totally, like, just how far are you willing to mold yourself into somebody else so that that other person will love you. Yeah. It's a really, like, scary but also, like, sad, you know, kind of thought. It is. Yeah. yeah. Like but I do think, I, I just think it's, like, becoming aware and yeah. not doing it anymore. Yeah, I think it is, like, the first step is, like... Identifying. Out. Yeah, the first step is admitting you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> admitting that yeah. you're willing to allow a man to kind of like you're willing to yeah. take a back seat in your relationship so that the mm-hmm. man, you know, can be in the driver's seat. And like, I mean, I think you know, there's a there's like a passenger seat for that, right? Like, you mm-hmm. do it together. Get one of those driver ed cars that has the steering wheels on both, both sides. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't be a back seat. I think the other Driver. thing for me, not to have this go on, like, a, so, like, far and kind of veer off the path, I think the trigger for me is that the guys that like that kind of thing, those are the guys that I'm attracted to. <laughs> They're, like, appealing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I, I get that, though. Like, mm-hmm. I totally get that. I mean, like... Okay, going back to, like, the movies and, and the books and stuff, Freddie Prince Jr. was, like, the hot jock, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and I also think there's probably, like, an appeal of, like, there, there's that, that guy probably is, is wanted by a lot of other right. women. Right, like, he's always, like, he's usually, like, the cute one or the... Yeah. yeah, and so there's probably some aspect of, like, well, he chose me. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he likes That's, like, me. appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. I know. I yeah. just had it, I had it, like, a, like... I was dating this guy a few weeks ago, and he was, like, I knew right away. I was, like, oh, my God, this is a trigger. Like, it's going to happen. And I, like, wrote it for, like, a couple of weeks, but then I was, like, no, thank yeah. you very much. But, yeah. like, I could feel it. Yeah. It is. It's always it's good that you caught it, though. For you. Yeah. I know. But. It's good that you caught it. Because sometimes you get, like, yeah, I mean, I think. I don't know. Like, I think some people probably get back into those relationships because maybe they've been single for an extended period of time. Yeah. And it is so easy to slip back into, like, your old habits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, because they're, again, ingrained in you. So it probably was, like, easy and, and it felt comfortable. Right. And so it's really good that you caught that and Thanks. were able to get out. And I'm still alone. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am, alone again. <laughs> Yay, I did the right thing. Oh, so exciting. Is amazing. I love it. 
we should probably like i know like we joke about being lonely but we should be like we should talk about how empowering it is like because we were talking about manic pixie dream girls and we don't want to be those we were talking about individuality too and like evolving like i could not have evolved to who i am today i don't think if i was too well i'm what did i say like i'm in year three or four of therapy now so like Mm -hmm. three years ago I could not have evolved to the person I was today, I don't think, without being single because I mm. would have I would have just been going back to like my like, therapist and constantly yeah, and like constantly yeah. just bringing her things of like oh, okay, so like this is how I'm changing to accommodate him. Yeah. And she would be like, "No, girl." Yeah, <laughs> like she's learning nothing. Yeah, this, this is not going to work for us. Like this is just a roller coaster. Right. But instead, I learned, you know, that I can I can evolve as as myself. Like one of the I think one of the things that like I'm learning now. I'm seeing somebody now, not that I want to like put that out into the universe yeah, but i know but what but no but like i have gone on several dates with this person yeah and i find that like like i find that he's in an in, he's an individual and i'm an individual and that's i think the first mm-hmm. time that i've ever felt that like you're two complete whole people, yeah you're yeah yeah like you're coming together yeah well i don't know if we're coming together but like right, what like but i dating. feel like yeah but i yeah. feel like it is more it is, it, yeah, like, it feels like that, mm-hmm. which is Exciting. different. Yeah, I've never felt that. But, I mean, I, nobody knows anything. Don't jinx it. Yeah, nothing, I know. nothing's, ha- like, happening. We've just been on dates. But I'm just saying, like, that's the first time that I feel like, I was like, oh, like, he's a whole individual, I'm a whole individual, we're and we can cut, co- and we can come together, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dating, like, well, not dating, dating. I am going on dates with somebody as well that, it's another good example. I've had this twice, I would say, in the past year. Like, one, the other one didn't work out, but now we're, we're real life friends. <laughs> but, like, where you, where you, like, there, I don't know if it's, I get, like, the whole person vibe, but, like, emotionally, they're who I, like, want to be. Got it. Where they're, like, very emotionally open. Yeah. And, like, they're able to be very vulnerable. Like, their communication is very, like, mature. Got it. Um, And they're, like, open communicators. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I want, like, my mind is, like, I want to be around yeah. that. Because that's how I want to be. And I feel like I'm, like, halfway there. Yeah. And, but my heart is always, like, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Go after the other guy. You can change it. Yeah, you can change it. You can fix it, girl. Okay. So, Uh, I don't know. But that's probably, like, the same kind of thought. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's important, like, whether, you know, anything happens or nothing happens. Like, it's important to meet those people, I think, because you do, like, 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 even just getting the feeling of, like, oh, this is... Like, I've never even experienced right. what that feels like. So now it's like, oh, I know what this feels like. Mm-hmm. So if it happens again, I can be like, hey. Yeah, this is what's this good is, for me. This is what's good for me. And yeah. you, the same with you. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully, like, you can learn from that person, too. Yes. You know, some of the things that you're looking for in your own self. Like, you can yeah. emulate. That's, that's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we need to change the name of our podcast to like Recovering Man at Pixie Dream. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, we should. Yeah. Maybe like our subtitle. We should. Maybe maybe that's what we name this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I feel like we're going to have to have follow-up episodes. We're going to have to have a series. <laughs> Update on our manic pixie <laughs> dream girl life. Uh... <laughs> Roughly. <laughs> Yeah, it might, it might have to be a weekly podcast oh if, we, right? if we have to update that. Jeez. Yeah. So going back to the book, we can kind of start to, yeah, start clo- to close, close this up with the book. And um, I would say it is not a manic pixie dream girl book. No. no. She definitely, she evolves as a character, which I think mm-hmm. is really important for, um, I mean, specifically women to read about. But mm-hmm. I think... You know, she's a teenager. She's graduating high school. So I think specifically for young women to read about this, young adults to read this, because she she does evolve over the course of the book. And it is nice to watch her come out of a darkness because I think we often feel trapped in darkness. And it's nice to see that there's a there's a brighter side. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see a woman um, taking the lead and um, mm-hmm. not allowing a man to to bring her down and not not only that but not it being about the man like the way that the author kind of introduced the um what would you call him the predator the well not predator because it wasn't like the antagonist well yeah like he's yeah the villain thank you yeah i couldn't (laughs) like think of like yeah yeah the villain (laughs) the antagonist yeah she she did she never mentioned his name until like yeah. the like the last page yeah. and i thought that was i thought that was really really important because it didn't get a it didn't give a voice to mm. his act mm-hmm. and it didn't give a voice to um the man like his character yeah his character mm-hmm. like his character felt flat mm-hmm. whereas her character and very secondary yeah and her character was not flat at all she was a static character who evolved and changed throughout the course of the novel. And I thought that was really important. So, um, I, my recommendation is buy it. Yeah. Have a hard copy. You'll want to reference it. Yeah. Like I, I have a library copy and I'm like, Oh, I should just buy <laughs> and this. I'm not giving yeah. It. Like I'm, they're not getting it. They, they don't, they don't ask for, um, no late fees, no late fees right now. So no, they ain't getting that back. Um, but I, I say buy it. library copy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The they call me all the time and they send me letters. It's like, ugh, get off my nuts. Um, I'm like, you don't have late fees. What you do you no need this power. for? No <laughs> but I, I can't recommend this book highly enough. I think it, it, I think it's fabulously written. It's easy to read. Like it moves, mm-hmm. it moves quickly. Quick. You want to continue to read it. You don't want to put it down. Um, so I'm super I'm super excited for you guys to hopefully read this book and okay. encounter all of the, I mean, like, this is like really good stuff that you can talk about with your girlfriends, mm-hmm. do it in a book club or do it on your own and feel really empowered mm-hmm. by all of the, the good things that, um, our main character is, is doing in the book. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Any last words, Rochelle? Apparently my last words are I love it. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be back in October. Yes. With, with our everything I've never told you. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. Everything I've never told you. It's by the author who also who also wrote um, Little Fires Everywhere, right? Celeste Ng. Yeah, Celeste Ng. Mm-hmm. So um, should be good. Should have a lot to talk about. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad like you feel that way. 
Did you read it? I'm almost done. Oh, damn. I haven't started it. (laughs) (laughs) Rochelle's just, like, gearing you guys up for the next episode. Like, yeah, like, come back for episode three. It's going to be great. But Rochelle hasn't read any of it yet. She has no idea. Um, And you're like, eh. Yeah, and I'm like, meh. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I just felt because she's a very good author. Yes. She usually relates, writes about complicated relationships. Yes, she does. And uh, to, uh, to preview, she's a beautiful writer. Mm. I mean, the writing is exquisite. Be- be- beautifully written. Um, Apparently, it might be lacking on the content. I don't know. Yeah, bit. the plot is a little... <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. It'll be... It'll be... We can have a backup. We'll have something to talk about, mm-hmm. for sure. But, um, we're also doing a Harry Potter reread, so if nothing else, yeah, yeah. we can always oh, book three. That's so true. Honestly, I think our view, our <laughs> listenership would like go way up, so that might be that might be the better choice. <laughs> For the match, man, just in case. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll um, we'll see you next time, crazies. Mm-hmm. Bye.